the podcast you're about to hear will inspire, innovate, give you insight, and take you on the wings of leadership. This is why we call it the I3L. Inspiration, innovation, insight, and leadership. Get ready to embark on the journey to greatness with Coyote Okuta. Welcome to I3L Podcast. and We're continuing the series, The Foundation of Exceptional Leadership. I believe that this series would give us the tools, the requirements, the empowerment that once you have, you will be an exceptional leader. Last week, we started by one simple philosophy that all exceptional leaders have and know that it's not about them. So once you know that it's not about you, you'll be able to pay the price, you'll be able to lead well, and you'll be able to make a difference in your leadership. This week, I'm just looking at how do we continue the process in empowering young people or even those in leadership to have an understanding of what could make them exceptional in their leadership experience. So today we're continuing and we're doing self-awareness as our second in the series of Foundations of Exceptional Leadership, part two. Now, what's self-awareness? This is the ability or capacity for introspection and recognition of oneself. Self-awareness is important because unless we have a great understanding of ourselves, we won't be able to take decisions in the light of that knowledge and we will not be able to improve over time. To be self-aware is to have a clear perception of who you are, your personality, and be able to deduce your strength, your weaknesses, your values, your motivations, and also your your emotions. Self-awareness increases your ability to understand other people and their responses to your actions. So self-awareness is one of what I call the fundamental intangibles that every great leader, every exceptional leader has had over time. Now, in my study of exceptional people who have done well in leadership positions, it's apparent that their self-awareness, the understanding of their environment and how they affect their person and other people happens to be one of the greatest factors responsible for their successes in leadership. Now, it was Socrates who said that you must know yourself, know thyself. Hence, exceptional leadership, in my opinion, starts with self-awareness. If you don't know who you are, how would you begin the process of improving yourself, how would you be the process of also improving others? All exceptional leaders have started with self-awareness. And you could see that because self-awareness eludes most people, one can safely say that the reason most people are not exceptional leaders is that they are not self-aware. Because without self-awareness, you can appreciate your emotions, you can appreciate your strength, you cannot appreciate others' emotions and the interactions that come with it in order to build both yourself and build a great organization. Now, self-awareness tells me that you know where your strength lies. You know which environment you will thrive. You know where your weaknesses are. You know what your emotions are. You understand? And those are the things that I believe that every exceptional leader from time immemorial has always had. Now, as a foundation for exceptional leadership, the following is my personal opinion about self-awareness. Number one, it starts about doesn't end with strengths and weaknesses, values and motivations, goals and purpose. It was Peter Drucker that told us that greatness 
greatness can only be built in the place of strength. So if you want to be great, you've got to know your strength and build on your strength. Now, you cannot be great on your weaknesses. You cannot, I mean, you cannot, you cannot be a mighty writer with your left hand if you're, if you're, if you're a right-handed person or with your right hand if you're a left-handed person. So you must understand your strength and you must understand your weaknesses. Now, strength philosophies and strength motivations always talk about the fact that you build greatness on the place of your strength. So we work on maximizing our strengths as leaders and disabling weaknesses, which is primarily the function of organizations anyway. So when you come to an organization, what the organization does is that they try to enable you, create environments where your strengths can be uh, maximized and um, they can disable your weaknesses. So self-awareness tells me that, look, it starts with that simple that simple idea. What are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? What are my values? What are my motivations? What are my goals? What are, what's the purpose? You know, what's my why? Why am I doing what I'm doing? Now, once I understand those things, then I will be able to become an exceptional leader. Now, every great leader, every exceptional leader understands the strengths and the weaknesses, the values and the motivations, the goals and the purposes. And it always starts but doesn't end with self-awareness. Now, self-awareness is what makes you and I or what makes every exceptional person in leadership ask the right questions. Once we are self-aware of our emotions and others' emotions, we can always ask the right questions and build on our successes and reduce our weaknesses. Now, you would ask me what's the right question. For instance, the right question is what kind of soil would I as a seed maximize my growth? Now, for instance, the apple seed would never grow well in a, temp, um, in a tropical place like Lagos. Why would it not grow well? Not because the seed is not genetically beautiful or modified or excellent. The truth is that the environment will not make it thrive. So awareness is what makes you understand where you can thrive in this environment, you can thrive in that environment, you cannot thrive in certain environments. Now, that's the reason why certain leaders do well, maybe in, in the military where they can give others so fine okay people follow others but when they come to democratic settings they don't do as well now it's not because they are not great leaders it's just because look they do not have a total, an awareness of where they could thrive they do not have an awareness of their strengths they could not they don't have an awareness of the environment where their strengths could be maximized and their weaknesses reduced you understand so the certain environments that maximizes strength for them so once they know those environments then they will stick to it so we've seen people good great war not doing well in political leadership, not because they're not good people, not because they're not good leaders, but they did not stay in the place of their strength. So it makes you ask the right questions. What environment would make us thrive? That's an excellent question. What environment? So when you're self-aware, you probably will be able to ask the right question. Another thing that self-awareness people um, self-awareness does for exceptional leaders is that it enables them to learn from feedback. It enables them to learn from feedback. One of the major advantages from self-aware people is that they can learn, they can learn, they can learn, and they can learn from feedback. Now, there are many ways to learn. You can learn from success. What worked with you? What worked with you? Why did it work? You can also learn from failure. Why did it not work? And you can also learn from others. If others had worked, made things to work in self 
certain ways, if I could learn from them, I do not need to reinvent the wheel. So self-awareness just allows me to be able to learn from, from feedback. Now, it said that feedback is the food of champions. So if I want to learn how to maximize myself, how to be, how to learn how to be a great leader, I've got to know that I've got to be self-aware so I can learn from feedback. I could learn from feedback. I could learn from feedback. Now, if someone isn't learning, if someone isn't learning from feedback, the person can never be an exceptional person. So, but self-awareness tells me, okay, which kind of environment would I, which kind of environment am I, am I thriving? Which environment am I not thriving? Which environment is making my skills to be disabled? Which environment is making my skills to be maximized? Now, those are the questions that leadership should ask and leaders should know leaders should should um, incorporate into themselves and once they do that they would always excel so the other so the third thing i believe that all self-awareness people do is that they learn from feedback and the fourth thing is that they can try new things they can try new things if you are self-aware you can try new things self-aware people are not afraid to try new things because since they can learn and they're always in the process of learning they can learn quickly if it doesn't work they can quickly uh, they can quickly stop that because why they're not disabled by by inactivity they're not disabled by challenges and one of the consequences of being self-aware is confidence so self-aware people can be confident of taking actions and ensuring that look they can do well they can do well once people can take actions in light of challenges they are never paralyzed and they will not be paralyzed one of them i've noted is that because of the increasing virulence of the environment in which most people operate, most leaders become paralyzed, and that's because of the fact that they're not self-aware, they cannot try new things, and they cannot leave the shell and move forward. Now, one of the goals of self-aware people is that their goal is learning and not success. That's another thing I've realized with every self-aware person and every self-aware leader I've worked with. Now, one of their goals is what well, their goal is not just success. Their goal is not just meeting a point or meeting a destination. Their goal is how can they keep learning? How they can they keep learning? Now, I've realized that, and that's one thing I want you to know, that the day you stop getting better, you stop getting good enough. The day you stop getting better, you stop getting good enough. So self-aware people understand that every opportunity is an opportunity to not just only meet a goal, but also to get better. So for them, success is a byproduct of learning. Hence, they do not have inaction and they're able to take action in spite of many weighty challenges. So self-aware people are able to take actions because what they're trying to do is they're trying to learn what and what does not work it was said about um thomas edison that he that when they asked him how many times did he feel in order to build incandescent light he said i never failed once but had 9900 opportunities to learn what would not work so for them it wasn't just success it was just what it was learning everything was learning everything was learning everything was learning and that enables them to be able to take action because if it's just all about success it can immobilize them it can stop them from learning it can stop them from taking decision it can stop them from taking action and ultimately stop them in their tracks from being an exceptional leader now finally self-aware people realize that environments are not emotionally neutral and hence they seek environments where they can thrive and excel they always seek 
environments where they can try and excel. So one of the greatest self-aware leaders I've ever known in my entire life was Nelson Mandela. He was great. He was such so great a leader that in the process of leading the people of Black Appetite South Africans, he led them well. But he knew that he wasn't going to be a great president because of the fact that democracy was different from the kind of things he was wired for. So what did Nelson Mandela do? Immediately was time. What did he say? I give up. I give it to somebody else. Let somebody else handle it. Why? He was self-aware of his strengths. He was self-aware of his weaknesses. He knows his strengths. He knows his limitations. He knows his values. He knows his motivations. And that's just exactly what self-aware people always do. If you look around the whole world, you will see self-aware people everywhere. Everyone who has done well in leadership have always been a self-aware person. He always starts with self-awareness. And that's the reason why most times, if you look back, you want to predict how somebody would do well in leadership, you just go to look at how self-aware he is. And no wonder he was Daniel Goldman in Emotional Intelligence who spoke about the fact that emotions are the reasons why people actually thrive or do not thrive in leadership because of the fact that emotions could be paralyzing, emotions could just stop people, emotions could just make them not do what they ought to do at the right time we ought to do it. So for me, and that's my message to you in the second foundation, you've got to build on your self-awareness. You have to demystify yourself. There are many tools that helps you to know who you are. There are many tools. I mean, many of them talk about psychology. Nobody has given us marketing money here, so we won't talk about any of them. But there are lots of them, tools that just enable you to understand who you are. And once you know who you are, you're going to be able to do well and, and excel in leadership. So for you, if you want to be an exceptional leader, you just instead of thinking, how am I going to be an exceptional? Just look, how am I going to be self-aware? Once I'm self-aware, once I know my strengths, I know my weaknesses, I know my values, I know what my motivations are, I know my purpose, you find out that your goal in leadership becomes sweeter and easily attainable. So until we meet sometime next week, is the I3 of podcast and my name remains Kyle Deguta. God bless you.